Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hey, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. We are back with another fantastic episode, and I am joined again by my lovely wife, Mindy. Say hello. What do you mean joined? This is our show, dear. <laughs> I know. It's so great, isn't it? I know we get to do this together. But yeah. no, let's talk about this fantastic movie that we're going to be talking about this week. What movie are we going to be talking about? Today, we are going to be talking about the brand new Batman film, but you guys might know it as The Flash. <laughs> that is true. I call it Batman 3, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but yeah, The Flash. And I'm not going to lie to you. This movie, I've been reading about it in the last 25 minutes. I am surprised. It is considered to be now one of the top three biggest box office bombs of all time. It was made on a production budget of $220 million and is only able to recoup $245 million. So basically, it's made $25 million profit. That's pretty bad. I feel like a lot of that has to do with the main, the title character's well, yeah. uh, personal life. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But yeah, they're projecting as much as a $200 million loss for Warner Brothers for this movie. Yikes. So I don't think they'll be making any more Flash movies. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Wow. All right. So The Flash, what did you know about this movie going into it? I knew that Michael Keaton's Batman was in it. <laughs> I knew it was about The Flash, which The Flash is never really... Even putting his personal stuff aside, he was never really like my favorite character anyway. He was more like a side character to me in the other movies. And so I was like, eh, I would, I probably wouldn't have gone and saw, seen it in the theater with you if it wouldn't have been for like the promise of Michael Keaton Batman, to be honest. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. I, I'm not gonna lie to you based on when they were making the movie and what have you, I figured they would have recast the dude based on, on what have you, but no, they, they kept it going and they released it and there was a lot of production setbacks and whole bunch, but they released it and they stood by it. And here we are. And now the $200 million loss for for Warner brothers. So lesson learned. So, all right. So basic plot of this film, according to INDB, Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes. 
forcing him to race <laughs> for his life in order to save the future. Uh, somewhere in there, he meets old Bruce Wayne from the Tim Burton universe, played by the incredible Michael Keaton. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, he slipped right back into that role, no problems. And everybody in the theater was so happy that he was back. And oh man, I tell you what, it was so great. But let's not, let's not <laughs> stand on ceremony. Let's look at the Rotten Tomatoes score. Rotten Tomatoes has it a 64% critic score. 84% audience score. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. interesting. I, I, that's probably nostalgia. for. for they got like at least 15 points just from Michael Keaton's Batman. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. But no, um, I have to admit, honestly, seeing Keaton again on the big screen was, uh, was definitely, I never thought it would ever happen. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I never thought it would ever happen. Every Everybody who always says who's the greatest Batman of all time, Nine times out of ten, you're going to hear Keaton's voice. The other people are going to say it's Christian Bale. Yeah, because Michael Keaton, I just Googled it. He's 71 years old. So yeah. I don't think that he probably thought that he was going to be Batman again either at that age. But he did it, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's talk about some other people who are in this movie. Um, obviously, the people from the Snyderverse are in this. You got Ben Affleck as Batman his last go round before they rebooted the entire universe. So he actually has a quite a fun little uh, intro where he's doing a bank robbery foil. And then of course, uh, bank robbery, but we'll get to that in the notebook. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course um, your, your main girl, Wonder Woman. her last go around is in the role as well. And uh, if she won out, she, it was kind of, I mean, basically a glorified cameo for her, but still, I mean, it, it's, it was her. Yeah, it was a, a cameo for sure. But even just that little bit she was in it, the scene was funny. So Yeah, I love that little theme song they have for her. It's like that little guitar riff. Yeah. Was, I, I, I like that little riff. It's It just kind of pumps you up a little bit. I feel like you want to hum it now? or No, I don't want to hum it. It seems like you wanted to. No, Look like no, you might. No, okay. no, no, no. no. <laughs> but no, uh, I will say this. Uh, I don't know a lot about the character of The Flash. It was never something I ever read when I was a kid. Never a character that I sought out, but the whole idea of what he can do is very interesting in itself. His superpowers, the ability to travel faster than—is it faster than light? I guess it's—it's it's, it's beyond the speed of sound, obviously. But um, him saving all those—he can move really, really fast. Let's yeah, move, he, moves, <laughs> he moves like a flash. Like flash. <laughs> like a flash. But uh, saving people uh, in the beginning of the movie where he was saving all those babies and, and the thing, he was able to do that. And I guess he can move and fly as well if he can move, you know, fly, rise above gravity as well, you know. So, yeah, anyway. We will get to that in the notebook. We will get to that in the notebook. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I've talked enough. Let's go ahead and just get to the, the notebook. See what I did then? You hypnotized him. No, I used this. This is the most important piece of equipment you will ever own. This notebook has saved my skin more times than I care to mention. And you should think about using yours more often. Oh, I do use mine. Show me. That's just extraordinary. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Derek. So the first, the opening scene, the Flash is running late to work at the crime lab as usual, I guess. And he's stopped for his morning coffee and having a chit chat and whatnot. And he gets this call and they're like, Hey, 
there's this thing going down and we need your help. And he's like, oh, didn't you call, you know, didn't you call Captain Marvel? Didn't you call Wonder Woman? Didn't you call this person? They're like, yeah, yeah. We called all those people before we called you, which kind of just places him in the hierarchy, as you will. So they were like, no, no. What about Batman? No, he's busy already. So it was not a bank heist. What had happened was some criminals had stolen a deadly virus from Gotham General and had broke out of the hospital with it. So Batman was already in pursuit of them, but they needed the Flash to go to the hospital to help you know, because their building was in, in turmoil there. So uh, my first thing I wrote down on the notebook, why was there a deadly virus at Gotham General? <laughs> like, should not be under bigger lock and key than a general hospital in the middle of a city. I don't know. Just This is it. the DC universe. This is not Walking <laughs> Dead, okay? Yeah, yeah, that stuff should be at the CDC, right? I'm just saying. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a lesson learned. <laughs> for them so batman was already in pursuit of that and so anyway so i think i don't remember if the flash called himself this or if didn't alfred call him maybe to get him to go to yeah, the hospital alfred, alfred yeah so him. i don't know if the flash called himself this or if alfred called him it but somebody said he's basically the janitor of the justice league the flash oh okay i put the flash said that yeah so he called it he was like oh great so i'm just there to clean up after the mess i'm the janitor of the justice league they're like yeah yeah get over there so he gets there and they're like, hey, I think this east wing is about to crumble down. And he's like, no, nah, it looks fine. And then he starts to see it and he's like, oh, crap. And again, lesson learned, like, would this really be in a hospital where there's giant picturesque windows in the nursery full of babies? And so when this building starts to fall apart, the glass breaks out and all the babies from the nursery start falling from the sky. It was like, what? <laughs> so of course he's running around trying to save all these babies. So he like kind of maps it out in his little flash brain. And so he's like, okay, if I just drag this baby here, this baby here and line everybody up here, I can save them all. And then you look over and there's this cute little dog. That's also falling. He has a little therapy dog jacket vest on. You're like, oh, better save that dog or I'm walking out now <laughs> so he also saves the dog Whew, that was good so but he's like hungry so his little bleepy thing he burns up so much energy moving so fast he has to like constantly eat to keep his fuel up or his energy up and he kept getting this little alert on his arm on his wrist saying hey you need to eat something and so he's like running around trying to save all these things and it's like, oh, wait, there's a burrito in this microwave. So he just reaches over and he, like, stops to eat. So he still has time to save all the babies and the therapy dog. So, yay. That's good. I, I, <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a fun sequence. Yeah. So then we go over to Batman, and who was in pursuit of this deadly virus that some people had stolen. And they crash off of the side of this bridge. And they're like, oh, crap. I think he put his hook up and it was about to fall. And then who comes to save the day? Wonder Woman. And so she saves them with the lasso of truth. And while the lasso of truth is still around, and this was the funny part, Bruce Wayne or Batman starts saying all this stuff about childhood trauma and... How he can't admit to being... Yeah, how he can't, said, admit, can't thank anybody because he's too much yeah, of an he, ego. Yeah, I wrote down, he's, he said, you know, 
uh, I, if I end crime, that should end poverty, something about childhood traumas. And oh yeah, my ego is too big to ever thank anyone. <laughs> and they were like, wait, what? Oh God, I'm still having the last of crew thought. Like he didn't realize it was still touching him. Yeah. And she was like, exactly. And then she goes off on her business. Well, let's see the other thing too. But if, it, if that really was the last hurrah for Gal Gadot to play Wonder Woman, I can't believe she got to end it on a sex joke for The Flash. That kind of bummed me out a little bit. What did he say? I don't remember. He's talking about how he was still a virgin and he still wasn't able to have sex with a, with a girl and what have you. She's like snickering and what have you oh. because he had the lasso on it as well. Yeah. No, I don't remember that part. Yeah. I just I was, remember I felt, the Batman. I felt that was kind of kind of like, oh, all right. Well, whatever. Yeah. I like to think I, I didn't even write that down. So apparently yeah. I didn't even mention it. So. Anyway, um, so then also, I haven't seen this. I don't remember having seen this in other movies where the Flash was in, but he can vibrate. He can, like, shake at such a high intensity. He can go through walls now. I don't know if that's a new skill or if he'd been able to do that. Yeah, so that was a new skill. Uh, so that was weird. And so anyway, so like Derek said, he, I don't know, did, was that in the, okay. So anyway, so he ends up losing his powers. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, this is a very confusing plot. <laughs> um, okay, so he goes back in time. His, his mom got murdered and his dad was accused of it. And they're like, no, no, there's no way his dad did that. But his dad's been in prison, waiting his trial. His mom's dead. So he thinks, you know what? I think I can just go back in time and fix it. And then I'll have both my parents back. So he talks to Bruce Wayne about it. He's like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. And he's like, don't do that. That's stupid. That's no, you're going to change too many things. It's too dangerous. Don't do it. Seriously. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally not going to do it. Obviously, he does. So he goes back in time. He finds his younger self from, I don't know, just like a few years ago or actually 2013. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So he finds his younger self and he is like, okay, today happens to be the day that you get your powers. And if you don't get your powers, then I lose my powers in the future and then we're screwed. So you've got to get your powers. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm getting powers. And he, like his younger self is just really dorky. But so he was like, yeah, um, you're just going to get electrocuted. You got to sit in this chair. The lightning comes through, breaks all these chemicals and you get electrocuted. And he's like, what? I don't want to do that. And it was like, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. And then he loses his tooth. That's what I wrote down. So I thought that was weird. Um, let's see. And then I don't know. I don't even remember how it happened. Are you even paying attention? Yes. <laughs> I, powers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I don't remember how he loses his powers. He got, he was stood in front of him when he got, because uh, they were fighting because he didn't want to do it. And he stood in front of him and he basically the lightning went through the both of them and gave 2013 Barry his powers and he lost his. Yes. Thank you. See? Welcome. That was helpful. Okay. So he lost his powers and he's like running around thinking he's being the flash and he's really just in slow motion. So I thought that was kind of funny. And then, so then he was like, okay, so we've got to find, you know, this is also, you know, coming up is this day that Zod comes down and we've got to find some, we got to get Superman because he's got to fight him. And they're like, oh, there is no Superman in this kind of universe yet or whatever. And they're like, oh, crap. So then they think, okay, well, we're going to need some help from Batman. 
And so they well, go. They try, they try looking for Wonder Woman. They try looking for all the other superheroes. Yeah, he's like it. Googling different superheroes and like nothing's coming up. And he's like, whoa, there are no superheroes to fight the evil in this world. And I have really screwed some stuff up here. Yeah. So then he does say, okay, there's a Bruce Wayne. I know that guy. We'll just we'll just show up at his house. It's no big deal. He, he'll help us. He'll he'll yell at me because I did this thing he told me not to do, and he's exactly right. It screwed everything up, but it'll be cool. So they show up, and it's like, uh, this isn't your Batman. This is Michael Keaton's Batman. And so yeah. he was like, no, no, we're friends, dude. Like in this other in my timeline, and he's like, oh my god, what have you messed with? And basically, Bruce Wayne is in this universe is like this long gray hair recluse like, recluse like doesn't look like he goes anywhere or sees people like he's well, not needed anymore yeah basically he said he cleaned up gotham he said gotham is crime free and he said he doesn't need to do anything anymore so he alfred's dead so he just lives alone yeah which is yeah. kind of sad so yeah. anyway so he's in there like making himself some pasta and stuff but these guys come in and he's like whoa where did you guys come from so he starts fighting them and so i wrote down derek had to look it up because i just wrote down song playing when they were fighting batman or bruce wayne in the kitchen and i was like i don't know what that means and so we looked it up it's that 25 or 64 song which is awesome so By chicago yeah so they were playing that as they're like fighting him in the kitchen with different utensils and then they finally come to a truce i guess and tell him what's going on and he's like oh man you guys really crapped the bed here basically <laughs> yeah and then i just wrote down unveiling of the bat cave and batmobile because they go down to the bat cave and then they pull this old dusty cover off of the michael keaton's batmobile and it was like yeah. oh so cool long story short everyone in the theater just went Fusty! and like like really really happy you know yeah and it was it was to see the original Tim Burton Batmobile, I mean, oh my god, I yeah. mean, come on, with that Batman score, you know, in the background was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And then he goes and then he changes into the bat suit and he's like, Yeah, I'm Batman, I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was awesome. And some of the great one liners from the original Tim Burton movies, like, You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Like, that's some great, just some great callbacks, you know, <laughs> yeah. So as we've said, a lot of things have changed in this kind of timeline or multiverse dimension where it's a different Batman. There's no, you know, Wonder Woman. There's no Superman. But then they figure out, okay, there's actually this super secure holding area, this crazy prison. And we think actually that Superman is there. Like maybe they've just been keeping him there in this timeline. And so they're like, all right, we got to go bust out Superman. And then they get there and it's like, oh, no, it's just this like poor little frail woman in this big metal, you know, contraption, like yeah. cage. Kryptonite, kryptonite line cage. Yeah, which we did. I mean, they didn't say that, but yeah. So then take her out because like, all right, well, we got to take her. I mean, what is she doing in here? She, that This is crazy. So they take her out and then she hits the sun and it's like, whoa. Like supercharges her, and she's just like turns into this crazy, you know, supergirl. Well, I put Superman equals Superwoman in this universe. <laughs> well, that's technically her name is Supergirl, but whatever. Whatever, we're gonna go with woman. So, <laughs> and then, so they get her, and they're like, "Why would I help you guys save humans? Because as soon as I got here, 
or Kyle L's pod exploded. So he died. I was only sent here to protect him. And then you guys just captured me and I've been sitting in this metal contraption for so long. Like, why would I help you guys? It's just she flies off like, nah, not going to do it. And so they're trying to figure out, okay, what do we do here? And the Flash from 2023 is saying, okay, I got to get my powers back, guys. This is crazy. I can't help you. Like, the new Flash doesn't know how to use his stuff yet. He's not going to be as effective. We got old Batman here who hasn't, you know, Batmaned around in a while. Hasn't Batmaned around in a while? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> So he's like, I got to get my powers back. So I was like, I'm just, he's, so the flash is like, I'm just going to recreate the same environment that was used to give me my powers. So he lines up all these like glass things of chemicals and he's going to, it's kind of stormy. So he's got this big, long, like uh lightning pole out there to try to capture the lightning. And so <laughs> Batman goes, uh, so you plan to douse yourself in chemicals and electrocute yourself. Uh, I want to help. <laughs> so they're like, uh, so anyway, they were like, I think this is a terrible idea, but yeah, let's help him do that. Uh, and so they said, for the record, before they flip the switch to try to catch the light, and he said, for the record, I think this is insane. Um, but they do it and it works. They, I think they had to do it a couple of different times or actually three times superwoman came down and flew him up to the actual lightning instead of trying to do the other way because the other way was going to kill him instead and so she helped you are pissing off like every comic book fan by calling her superwoman all right i'm gonna how does how is she uh supergirl in the film she's credited as supergirl Kara zorel supergirl looking it up now help yourself <laughs> She's not even listed in the top cast. She is on Wikipedia. She's second build. Hmm. What's her name? Kara Zorel. She's Superman's cousin. All right. It's a Supergirl. I knew it was. I'm, <laughs> I know a lot more about this than you do. Thank all right. You. All right. So Supergirl comes down, flies the flash up to the lightning. He gets electrocuted with all the chemicals and bam, he's got his powers. And I have two flashes in this universe. So they go over and they're trying to fight Zod and keep his stuff busy. Batman's up there flying around in his cool bat. I don't know what's that thing called. The bat, bat plane. The what? Oh, the bat plane. The bat plane. <laughs> what, did you, what did you call it? Oh, the bat pod is the cycle. Oh, okay. Yeah. The bat plane, I guess. So he's flying around up there trying to distract them. You know, they're trying to get some stuff started. And basically they keep failing. And he's like, hold on. Let's try that again. He just, you know, he runs around real fast, reverses time, goes back, tries to do it again because Batman keeps dying. Like, oh man, we can't let Batman die. And then we're also still losing because Supergirl dies and Zod wins and this sucks. So they keep going back and back and back and back and back. And every time they do, they're just like, just destroying this multiverse. Like it's just coming closer and closer. So you see, you start to see all these like, big orbs of different multiverses coming together and this was like one of the coolest parts of the movie so then we start to see like christopher reeve superman mm -hmm. who what other supermen do we see derek we see george reeves yeah see george reeves original superman and then we see Chris, christopher reeves we see helen slater play supergirl and then of course the, the the prize moment, and this is the part where everybody in the theater was like, the, this is the holy shit moment. 
Nicholas Cage <laughs> as Superman. I, I, you got to really know the history of Superman to really appreciate the cameo. Nicholas Cage was originally, was originally cast in Tim Burton's Superman Lives, and the movie didn't end up being made because of different um, things that happened. And in the movie, Nicholas Cage was supposed to fight a giant spider at the in the end of the third act. And sure enough, Nicholas Cage actually came into the movie as I mean the real actor. They de-aged him as they should have, and they he is fighting in the Superman costume, a giant fucking spider. <laughs> and every theater went batshit. It was great. It was so much. It was awesome. It was a great, great, great moment. And then, of course, you got Adam West. You've got Caesar, Caesar Romano. You got Jack Nicholson was in there. You saw, um, oh man, it was so many great moments in that, yeah. in that in that alternate universe. So as they're like threatening to make all the multiverses basically crash into each other, but we get to see these really cool moments of all these different characters from the other universes come together, and then when he went back in time, like one of the first times when he ran so fast that he reversed time and he was in this like weird little, I don't know what you want to call this, a little matrix or something. Yeah. He saw something in there and then he it jumped out and he was like, Ooh, that was weird. And he think, Ooh, what was that thing? So he keeps doing it and keeps doing it and keeps doing it. And then like the new Barry keeps doing it, the new flash. And He's like, dude, you gotta quit doing this. You're gonna, you're gonna just destroy the whole universe. You're gonna destroy everything. And then they see that thing again, and it turns out it was him. It was the Flash, and he'd been stuck in there so long. Like he tried so many times to sit to save everyone, and he couldn't do it. And he's like, I feel like I'm so close to figuring this out and saving everyone and everything and making it all right. And they're like, no, you can't like, you can't do it. It cannot, it, it, it just can't work. So you can't save your mom because it's going to cause, you know, there to be no Superman for Zod to win for this, that, and the other. And everything just tumbles down like dominoes. And he's like, you just can't. And so it was like, ugh. so they decide, okay, we're going to let's go back. Let's reset. We're just going to have to let mom die. But he goes back one more time when she's at the grocery store because the thing was he was like oh i'm just she forgot the tomatoes and that's why dad went to the store and that's how she got murdered and dad got blamed for it because he wasn't there so they were like i'm just gonna go and i'll put the tomatoes in her cart and that's what started this whole blow-up thing and so he's like okay i'm gonna have to not put the tomatoes in her cart so he's like going there and he's like pretend you know she's like you know kind of like oh you kind of look familiar but you know oh and they were talking about you know his mom but obviously she didn't know it was him and they just have this really sweet little moment made me cry you went home and told your mom i did i went i came home and i hugged my mom and i told her (laughs) i loved her (laughs) that is a true story (laughs) yeah so i just went saying goodbye to mom big sad face but anyway, so then he realizes you're crying. No, I'm not. You're crying. <laughs> and so anyway, <laughs> then he realizes, okay, I can't save my mom, but let me try to do something else. And so because they had this video of his dad at the grocery store at the time his mom got murdered, that was like, here's his alibi. He was at the grocery store, but he never looks up his he had a hat on and his head was down the entire time they're like well that's him and they're like well we can't prove that 
And so he goes back and he moves all the tomatoes to the top shelf. So his dad has to look up to get the tomatoes and he looks right at the camera and they're like, yay. And then his mm -hmm. dad goes free. So that's a, that's a, there's a lesson to be learned from that. Never wear a hat to a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you need an alibi later. Yeah. <laughs> So then they so they get done with the court date. His it was his dad's like appeal hearing, and they showed the new video with his face, and they're like, oh, thank goodness, you know, he's free. So then he calls, or either maybe I can't remember if he called Bruce Wayne or Bruce Wayne called him. Bruce Wayne called him. Yeah, and he's like, hey, I saw the thing today. Good job or whatever. And uh, so he's like, oh yeah, I have so much to tell you. And he's like, oh cool, I'm pulling up now. So he pulls up in the in his fancy car and he gets out of the car and it's George Clooney, George Clooney, Batman. And I, I can't, I think the flash is the one that said, who the Pusty! is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, Oh, cool, cool. And then I think he was just going to try to play it off. Like, yeah, yeah, this is totally normal. Like yeah, I know Clooney's, who you are. <laughs> Clooney's looking at him like, what's the matter with you? You're like, yeah, like, you're, like you're the one that's looking at me stupid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah George uh, Clooney, Batman. Yeah. So then, so that was the all I had for the movie. But then the other things I wrote down were in the credits. So they had like the slow motion therapy dog, like falling yeah. through the sky, like reaching out and eating, eating things and just being really cute and funny. So that was awesome. And then they had a post-credit scene that we waited for because we oh, always do. That was terrible. If you haven't seen this movie, first of all, you've gotten a lot of spoilers, but you were pre-warned. And secondly, don't stay for the after credit scene. It's just drunk Aquaman, which I didn't even think he could get drunk because whatever. I don't know. It just wasn't worth our time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was anticlimactic. Someone at work said, oh, it's a great post credit scene. And I yeah. thought it was going to be like him meeting Christian Bale or something like that. And it turns out, no, it was. Yeah, I was like, what a load of shit that wah, was. Wah. Yeah, so that yeah. was a let down. But anyway, that's all. That's all I have. All right. All right, well, uh, thank you there, Mindy. Let's go ahead and now bring it down to our final conclusions. Mindy, what's a one star? A one star is bloody awful. Two stars? Bloody uninspired. Three stars? Bloody average. Four stars? Bloody brilliant. Five stars? Bloody marvelous. All right, I'll go first. I was um, I was so overjoyed to the fact that I got to see Michael Keaton, who is my favorite Batman. I remember seeing the original 89 Batman on the big screen. It was the first movie to be rated 12 in the UK. So dad had to take me to see it. <laughs> and um, man, I'll tell you what, seeing him on the big screen, he has not lost a step. He slipped right back into that role with so much ease. Um, Ezra Miller is a really weird dude. And I hope he doesn't get cast again in, in the role of the flash, but overall, the movie itself, there was some really great points, but there was also some real parts that you're just kind of like, really? That's interesting. But overall, uh, I give this movie three stars, bloody average. All right. Yeah, so I think I'm a little on the fence about this one. It wasn't the greatest Marvel film that we've seen. That would be DC. This wasn't the greatest DC movie. <laughs> ever seen <laughs> but it was pretty good uh, michael keaton batman really helped raise the bar on this one kind of almost making up for the fact that ezra miller's you know whatever in real life and 
I just, I liked it, but I didn't love it. So I'm going to actually give it like 3.5 stars. The average brillage. <laughs> All right. That's not a thing. I know, but it got to do half stars sometimes. All right. Sometimes fine. it's not a three and sometimes it's not a four. Fair enough. You, you're a lot more generous than I was. Fair enough. All right, listeners. We just want to go on record and say one last thing. For those of you who are our loyal listeners and pay attention to every single episode <laughs> that we listen to us, and we appreciate your patronage, there is something that my wife would like to say to you regarding our last episode where we talked about Star Trek First Contact. Mindy, would you like to go ahead and tell us what that little statement would be? Yes, Derek. Uh, listeners, as a follow-up item from our last recording... I'm sure that you probably already know this, but I have rewatched the first 10 minutes of that film and researched IMDb, and Ryan Felipe is not in Star Trek First Contact. <laughs> it is, however, Adam Scott, who I love in other shows, and I don't know why I thought young Adam Scott looked like Ryan Felipe. Who looks nothing like him. <laughs> but... It is what it is, and I just we just wanted to set the record straight for you. All right, I appreciate your honesty, and it it takes it takes a real grown up to admit when she's wrong. Yeah, because I really hate admitting that. So, all right, well, that brings us to the conclusion of this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. I want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in to this great episode. I also want to bring your attention to our sponsor, BetterHelp.com. Please go to BetterHelp.com/slash/DerekDevallShow for ten percent off your first month, and then also. We keep listening to them, and we will keep making them. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you at the movies, movies planet, planet Earth. This has been a recording of the Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Derek Duval Show.